Welcome to Season 2 of the Forrester Baseball Podcast, Behind the Dish. A behind-the-scenes look at Forrester Baseball. Here's your host, Ryan Walker. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the final episode of Behind the Dish on the Forrester Baseball Podcast. This is kind of a special episode where Coach Andy Vaught's going to come in and kind of interview me so I'm going to give it right to him. <laughs> Let's just jump right in then Ryan. <laughs> yeah this is kind of a unique opportunity but we wanted to uh, flip the script today and uh, put Ryan in the hot seat for the final <laughs> installment of Behind the Dish. Oh boy. So uh, thanks for agreeing to do this with me Ryan. Well thanks for having me do it I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So one thing that rings true to me about Ryan Walker is that uh, pretty much since day one of stepping on campus you've been a champion for Forster Athletics. Uh, your entire four years, and I would say uh, mainstay specifically with men's basketball and Forrester baseball. Um, and so we just wanted to take a little bit of time to maybe get a little sentimental, do some some thinking back, maybe some laughing um, of your, your time here. Also, for me, though, this is not only a chance to um, give your, your faithful followers a chance to hear you maybe share some more personal content, but it's also a chance for me to say thanks specifically for the hard work you've put in on the baseball communication side of things. So uh, that's primarily my uh, my role, my niche with the baseball team is, is on the uh, social media communication side and just uh, being around and getting to know the guys. And Ryan has been uh, a tremendous asset to the, the communication side. So uh, I just personally wanted to start by saying thanks for that. And uh, let's just go ahead and jump right in, Ryan. So uh, the first thing, uh, tell us a little bit about your transition from the ball field to the broadcast booth uh, early on in your time here at HU, because it started as one and then kind of transitioned to the other. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I, I have always had a love for being on the mound and, and playing baseball. Back in fourth grade that summer, transitioning to a fifth grader, I remember watching Justin Verlander throw and I loved how he could take control of a game and win it kind of in his own hands obviously you have to hit the ball and you have to play defense and all this but really every single pitch is in your control when you're a pitcher you have the ability to win a game on your own and I loved that I wanted to be involved every single pitch so fell in love with that and and really just built off of that and continued the love for it that I love the the craft of pitching I love the uh just mixing things up I think every every single pitch that I would have I would I would be like okay what is the hitter thinking is coming and what can I do to make sure that he is surprised every single pitch and I I love I love to do that I love weak contact I love pitching the contact strikeouts are terrific and I love to uh jack those up too but uh, I was always a pitch to contact, go deep into games kind of guy. I didn't want to come out of a game and get relieved for. I always want to throw the entire game. So absolutely, my uh, my sophomore year came in and uh, played varsity uh, for my team. We just came off of uh, being number three in the state and was almost a regional champion, but. Go ahead, uh, go ahead and give short. a shout-out. What team was that? Go ahead yeah. and give a shout-out to that team. So that's uh, Eaton Rapids High School, Greyhounds. Uh, graduated from there in 2018, okay. and uh, Coach uh, Rick Acker was my coach. And uh, I can thank thousands of people. Sure, but, sure. But, uh, yeah, he really he really kind of jump-started, I think, uh, my baseball career and my baseball knowledge. He really challenged me. I thought I knew a lot about the game, um, and he really challenged that. And that definitely made me grow as a player. So – 
Yep, Eaton Rapids High School. And that year, I kind of I was better with the bat. Kind of weird. I hit over 400 half the season, and then I kind of got a concussion, and that went down a little bit. But I hit over 300 my sophomore year, and okay. was a decent pitcher, or whatever. Pitchers and it, who rake, man. Yeah, I guess so. I never hit well after that, which stinks but that that's just how it is sure um but uh so yeah my my junior year about halfway through the season era wasn't great wasn't throwing wonderfully but um something just clicked for some reason i just i was like okay i'm trying to strike out too many people they're Mm. walking too many and i would get nervous all the time and i just kind of wanted to put a stop to that and uh i think my era ever since then was mid twos or something like that my senior year I had a 275 ERA that's when I thought I could really do something with this started going to college camps from yeah. sophomore year and stuff like that Absolutely. and uh, I was like okay I think I can do this on the mound I don't think I'm going to do it with my bat so uh came in senior year 275 ERA and then I think the thing I'm most proud of is against ranked opponents that year I think my ERA sat around 180 and I wasn't a blazer by any means i threw 80 top you know throughout the whole season and uh took a visit to i think four or five schools had a couple emails where i would kind of send out my stuff and then uh get in contact with coaches there was a few that saw me at camps and then uh, my dad and i would filter journalism schools with some broadcasting stuff okay that had a baseball program that was kind of closer to home and <clears throat> excuse me um so huntington popped up at the last second and i thought okay well two and a half hours away isn't too bad yeah and uh emailed out coach frame and he he said hey love to have you on a visit and i was like okay well that was cool okay i uh, came on a visit stayed in Wright hall for that visit and <laughs> stuff like that and i just felt like home so yeah that's that's kind of uh the story coming here and then Never came on campus with a healthy arm. That's the most unfortunate okay. part. Okay. Um, yeah. My last game I ever threw um, was the district uh, semifinal game. We weren't. We were about a 500 team then. Didn't think we were going to win, and we were playing uh, Chelsea. who was number eight in the state at that point. They had I think five or six college commits, and I was on the bump. And that was the best game I had ever thrown in my life, and also the last game I threw pain-free in my shoulder. Okay. Uh, didn't feel a thing. That was like one of the only games where my changeup was actually on fire that day, so I give credit to that um, because it never was. I threw, uh, I think it was seven and two-thirds of uh, just one-run baseball, and, and that was it. I didn't strike out a soul that day. My coach, <laughs> my coach, whenever I talk to him, he says, he didn't strike out a soul. That's how good he was. I was yeah. like, that's a good way to put it. Absolutely. And then the next week, I threw in a championship game for my summer team and did not quite feel right. And I remember we were in Vassar, Michigan, and telling my dad, I said, hey, I think something's wrong with my shoulder. It doesn't, feel, it doesn't hurt. It just doesn't feel right, and right. just developed into – a slap tear in the labrum and eventually coming uh, to Huntington in the fall, it felt okay. And then it really started to kind of rip apart uh, January and in February. And then one night, uh, just everything, everything tore rotator cuff included. Wow. We didn't know okay. at that time. So I, okay. I think it was a half tear in the rotator cuff, full tear and the labrum got surgery and that, that was it. So I know this is a little bit longer of a story, but yeah, uh, Coach Frame called me into his office uh, junior year. I just threw on the mound for the first time at Forest Glen since my 
uh, freshman year in the fall. Mm-hmm. And I was excited about it, but I couldn't I couldn't throw with 100%. I had to be like 80% mm-hmm. arm speed. And uh, I asked Brent Turner, who was my roommate at the time, I said, what was I throwing out there? And he said 65 miles an hour. And I was Ooh. like, wow, I'm a year away, a year and a half pretty much out of surgery and i've lost 15 miles an hour on my fastball that's a a tough pill to swallow (laughs) yeah that wasn't even fast in general so that next week coach frame called me into his office had no idea what this was going to be about but Mm -hmm. i had a bad feeling and uh, that's where he closed a door of baseball but immediately opened it back up to he said we don't have any sort of media coverage he said we've got three of some of the best players coming in in the Fort Wayne area and come to find out it was uh I think it was Graham Collin, Tyler Pappenbrock, they they were coming in um and then Jaden Deal as well. I think I think I've got this right at least. So we we had a couple Fort Wayne kids that were that were I think really, Grant Simmons was maybe in Grant that mix Simmons too. probably was in that. Yeah, yeah, and and he said we're we've got a lot of guys coming in and we never have anybody covering it. He said I think we could have the best players in the state come in and nobody would say anything. And I'm like, well, that's an opportunity. You know, I'm sitting here crying right in front of coach, and and I'm going, I, you know, God's working through this. <laughs> a real vulnerable moment. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that that was just a time where, you know, my freshman year, I finally gave my arm up to God at that point, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of just I called my family that night after I tore everything. I mean, my arm was I I couldn't lift it up. It hurt so bad. And, yeah. I told I told them that and I prayed that night. I said, God, just take my arm. I haven't I have I've tried to do this on my own. I was like, you know, you need to do it. Got surgery scheduled the next day. So okay. um that was a moment where I could see God working through my freshman year in the spring, where I prayed that prayer and continued to pray that and put my faith and trust in him that he would take my arm wherever I needed it to go. Mm. Um fortunately he let me be a part of the team, yeah. you know, for yeah. my sophomore year covid but still was able to be with them in the fall and stuff and a little bit my junior year so yeah the transition has been tough but i think uh god and i have a quite unique and kind of humorous relationship at times Mm. i it's it's funny the way he works you know sure um but i think i think i think he knew that i couldn't be without something for Mm -hmm. that long so as soon as the baseball door closed immediately one opened and as much as i was i was hurt for leaving the team i was really thankful that thad and mike were able to keep me around because i I, as much as i love pitching i love the guys more sure sure so that that's that was the transition definitely was immediately saw god working but you know went back to my room and called my dad and just bawling and he was crying too i mean it was that was that was the toughest thing ever, and then I uh, went with my girlfriend Shalia, told her about that, and uh, you know I'm crying to both of us. I see where God's working, though I can do this, and I just yeah. took off with that. I mean, the next day I messaged that all the things I want to do, and he said, "Go for it." Yeah. So, yep, yeah, that was a long story, but yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, and that's I mean that's just exactly what I was looking for. So, so I knew that it wasn't an easy decision necessarily to to make the the transition, but I think you and and both coaches kind of maybe saw the writing on the wall a little bit and, mm-hmm. and wanted you to still have an opportunity to stay invested and, and things worked out that way. That's uh, that's amazing. So, mm-hmm. um, so one of the many things you did in your broadcast career covering Forrester baseball was your post game on field interviews. <laughs> um, kind of started up. Uh, I feel like maybe kind of on a whim, 
and then turned into something even this season. I mean, equipment was enhanced, uh, just a kind of a even fuller production. We started with you on a cell phone, and, and this year graduated to full microphone, camera, all that. So uh, what was the inspiration behind the interviews? Uh, how did they come about? And, and just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, somebody, I don't remember who, they asked me about that. They said, how, what, what made you do that? And I was like, I had to really think about it. We were at Logansport for the first conference series of my junior year, so last year okay. against, I think it was Grace. It was either Grace or Marion. Right. I think you were there too. Yeah, yep. and yep. so there was there was no video, and I, and I said, you know what? I'm going to take the radio bag. We're going to go do a radio broadcast. Brought like three other guys with me, Cam Pitzer included, Yep. and then uh, you Shout were there. Shout out Cam Pitzer. Yes, absolutely. I love Cam. Part of my recruiting class. Such a smart guy. Anyways, um all five of us were up there just hanging out that was that was such a fun weekend yeah but uh, there was no there was no coverage nobody was doing dax stats because grace didn't send a person so yeah you couldn't do anything and i'm like well i'm gonna go i'm gonna do radio so people know what's going on yeah um through that if they want but also i want some sort of visual you know these parents that can't go to the games or couldn't watch Mm -hmm. had nothing i'm like well, why don't I just, you know, interview somebody after the game? I don't know what inspired me to do that. Maybe somebody else on Twitter did it, and I just thought, well, why don't I do it? Sure. I think Jarrett Gray or Joey Butts or some somebody was the first one to do it, and I was like, hey, I'll ask you a couple questions on video here, posted it, and, man, people loved it. And I was like, well, sweet. And I just thought – Players love to be hyped up, yeah. like especially at the college level, because absolutely, unfortunately, here in the NAI, most most of these guys won't make it to the next level, even in Division One. Most of them don't make it to the next level, right. so they want to hear all the good things about them. They the their most favorite button is the retweet, obviously. So, <laughs> hey, this is me. Look that what I'm doing. Right. You That's know, and right. rightfully so, they deserve it. Yeah. And. I'm like, man, I'm going to do this after every every win. You know, when we lose, you know, I, they're not very happy. It's not a great, great light to showcase. So, luckily, the Foresters win a lot. So, I'm like, okay, well, let's just do that. And then everything just started to get better. I started to uh, do videos at the in basketball gyms and that was i just could not do it you can't hear it yeah the, the sound thing. the sound is tough yeah sound yeah. audio is tough there so i i gotta give a shout out to my dad who after the tyler pappenbrock um interview the first one that i did with him you couldn't hear him because he was quiet i mean he's a, he's a freshman he's a quiet guy i yep. felt bad for him because I was smirking in the background because of what was going on behind, and I felt yep. bad because he knew that something was going on behind him. He yep. just didn't know what. And then Ian was yelling something, and it was the music was playing. You couldn't hear a thing. And my dad got like a $60, $70 microphone to just hook up in the phone, and, man, that thing works great. Yep. I mean, it sounds terrific. Maybe I can use that in the future too. Sure. But Shout out Papa Walker. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that, Dad. I appreciate it. But, yeah, I, it is blown up, and I'm so glad the guys took it and ran with it. Yeah. I love yeah. everything they do in the back, and it ended up being yeah. a really popular thing. Absolutely. That is, for me, uh, what I sometimes what I look forward to the most is to see who's going to clown the most uh, in the background of those videos, what they're creatively going to come up with <laughs> next. Uh, and it's always funny for me because Ian will always be the first – 
to uh, to jump around and say the the funny quip <laughs> when someone else is being interviewed, and then when you go to interview him, he just gets real quiet. Oh, he he's like the it. king chirper until uh, until it's his turn to talk, and then then things get a little bit quiet. So, uh, still a shout out to Ian McCutcheon. We love you for. Um, that that Grace series stands out to me too because I remember specifically that series. I was at Logansport with you and your crew. Mm-hmm. I was um, doing PA for both teams. I had to contact Coach Roth and get his pronunciations. Obviously, I was well versed with the Foresters, but had to contact Coach Roth, get his pronunciations. Uh, had Coach Roth provide me with the playlist. I was also the DJ for that day. And uh, and was kind of back and forth at different times with the scoreboard and Twitter think, and Twitter yep. doing the Twitter updates. So those were uh, those were memorable days. But that's what it does. It takes a team and everybody kind of pitching in. And and that's one of the things I love also about working with you, Ryan, is those videos were born out of your desire for, number one, a way to showcase guys more uniquely than just uh, our, our words on the tweets, um, but also just as a service to, to parents. Right. And mm-hmm. families and people who who uh, keep track. Um, I would say we, we've we branched out this year. We have a TikTok channel. Shout out Sam Kimberly. Uh, we have an Instagram page. I would say the bulk of our content, though, comes through Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where a lot of our stuff uh, exists. And um, and we just you just don't ever know who's keeping track. I mean, uh, people will, will like or, or retweet some of it. But a lot of people just they just appreciate it because they can keep up. They don't mm-hmm. have to actually interact with the tweets. But um, so your contributions there have also been uh, tremendous. And it was, like I said, born out of your desire for people just to get a different look, right? If you're not at yeah. Logansport, there's no video. You can listen on the radio, but just a way to kind of enhance um, what they're able to see. And that's one of the things I love is when you're behind the the, uh, the Twitter account, all you're doing is celebrating guys, right? I mean, you just get to you just get to showcase, uh, the tremendous team of players that we have, and it's just so fun. It's just so fun. So, Absolutely. Um, yep. I've, I've loved being able to share that with you. I want to ask, though, is there one post-game interview that sticks out most to you, either because of the background antics or oh, because of the game man. situation that you talked to the player who just absolutely – excelled i mean what is there is there one and there might not be just kind of putting you on the spot a little yeah. bit but I'm, I'm curious to know if there's one that stands out man that's that is tough because i've done so many and they're all hilarious obviously grant's last one for for those reasons <laughs> <laughs> to take it down i won't say why i'm sorry grant i i should have seen that before you know the the big hour drive coming back up here Obviously, that stands out. No, um, hmm. that's tough. I know, I know. One of them that that stands out is uh, is the one where they were doing the human wheelbarrow in the back, and so I'm with Langston. This was this year, and I was smirking, and I'm like, Langston Ginder here. He's super excited, maybe because his teammates are going to do something. I guess we'll see. So I'm hinting that we're going to do something. Right. And then all of a sudden, you just see a straight-faced <laughs> Joey Butts with his hood on, being carried by I think Ryan Hale, and he just comes uh-huh. in randomly yep. <laughs> in the corner of the screen. And it's like, what the heck are you guys doing? It's crazy because it just looks like a normal interview, and right. then right in the background, something stupid is going on, yep. and he's just on his hands walking through and Carson's like kind of getting me and then them and then they're poking me with the little arm arm thing and yep. <laughs> all that. I love that. And then the end is just 
Joey, and I love Joey. I think he's the funniest guy. And man, that was that is hilarious stuff. I'm trying to think. I was thinking of another one that I really like too. Um, trying to remember. Well, I, I mean that one. That one was hilarious. Oh, there's one where it's actually my profile picture on Twitter where Joey was carrying somebody. I think it was Cal. And he had his hat on and the hood over it. So you can't even tell who it is. And right. he's on his shoulders. Bubba's laughing. I'm kind of smiling with the microphone. And Joey's just got this astonished look on his face. <laughs> and I, I, I just I screenshotted it. And I'm like, yeah, um, I need that. And, of course, Nico's because that was that was one of the best wins that I've had absolutely. since I've been here. That was, that was fun. And Yeah, the uh, walk-off I, bomb at Iwu. Oh, I know. So sweet. Oh, that felt so good after last year. So, so sweet. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, those are the ones I definitely remember the most, but all of them are terrific, of That's course. That's great. Yeah. That's great. All right, we're going to transition a little bit. I'm going to have you uh, kind of put on your – Maybe your your HU sentimental hat um, a little bit. And um, we might have some Kleenex here in the studio somewhere if we need them, but I don't think we will. But uh, as you think about your time on campus here at HU coming to an end, uh, maybe talk about one or two things that you're taking away that are going to stick with you forever. It could be a memory, a life lesson. Um, what What's going to stick with you the most from from your time here at HU? Man, I mean, nobody ever taught me this. It just kind of comes natural. I've always loved people. I've always had a passion for what I do. But I, I learned how much I really do care and love people here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I grew in my faith here. It will be more. I don't think I will learn more about my faith, of course, um, than in the rest of my life. Who knows? Obviously, I'll be continuing to push that. But I came here with really not not a big church background. You know, we we tried a little bit, um, and uh, it it just it's never never worked out super crazy with that. And um, it had always been a part of my life, but I came here with the idea of okay, yeah, I think I'd be cool with a faith based in- institution. And then I really thought about it and like, yeah, I kind of want to do this thing. You know, I kind of mm. want to be, uh, I want to learn more. So I had no yeah. no idea, but I mean, the people here are so loving, and I just wanted to reflect that on other people, but. There, I mean, like obviously my girlfriend here, but there's nobody else on on campus that I love more than those guys, yeah. and yeah. that just that brought a new a new fire, a new passion in me. You know, I never, I never was a, like a slacker or anything like that with, with school. I mean, there were some struggles here and there, but I think just loving, learning that I really love to do what mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I really liked the writing part and broadcast. Sure. I was like, hey, this is going to be cool. But man, I mean, these guys uh, taught me uh, taught me how to love people and really how to bring my passion out. So, mm. you know, when I'm when I'm thinking about a future job and stuff like that, and that's the first thing that I say is my passion and my love for people has it, it's it's at its fullest, and that makes you know the last game hard. It makes Absolutely. this last season hard, but it it almost makes me want to be as close as I can to Huntington for this next year to mm. go see my recruiting class go out. So that definitely. Those are definitely some of the things that I have learned here. And I, geez, oh, Pete, so the last four semesters of doing all this stuff has been a lot. I was, I'm much busier now than I was as an, a student athlete for sure. And that's just crazy because mm. from, from top to bottom, it's pretty busy with stuff. But yeah, um, I, I was busy with the things that I love to do and I continued to work hard for it. So I know how to work hard and be 
efficient in what I do mm-hmm. um, while working quickly a little bit. Yeah. That's what writers have to do. You have Absolutely. to work quickly. Broadcasting, you got to work on the fly. You got to think of things right away. Mm-hmm. And so it, it taught me how to it taught me how much I do love people and how passionate I am about this and really showcasing who these people are mm-hmm. on this team. Everybody's, everybody's got a story and uh, it right. just, it just depends on uh, right. how you tell it and, and who you're talking to. You may, you may look at somebody and say, Oh, he's just lame. He doesn't talk much. Uh, they got a lot behind them. If you just go up and talk to him yep. about it. So I, yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah. That's probably the biggest one. Though. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it was uh, it was very meaningful for me, uh, and I was very glad that Coach Frame gave you the opportunity on Sunday night at the uh, end of the season banquet to yeah. uh, to share your piece. And it was really meaningful for me to kind of hear you reflect, and a lot of the same things you've already shared today, kind of the journey of having to decide to, to step off the bump and, and move up to the broadcast booth and and just the, the, the meaningful impact that your relationships with your teammates have had and, and those that will last even beyond yeah. uh, past graduation tomorrow. So, um, so yeah, that was just a, a, a meaningful thing for me to, to get to hear you share um, kind of from your heart about what the last four years have meant. And I and, uh, appreciate you um, even being able to do that. So, um, all right, I think I've got a couple more here. Sure thing. Let's um, do it. Okay, let's see. So uh, this is certainly a question you either are already tired of or might become tired of in the next short time. But uh, I'm sure there are people out there wondering what's next for Ryan Walker. I'm personally wondering how, when, where can we uh, hear your voice in the broadcast booth Uh in the future? Yeah. So I have a love for so many things, and I want to do something that – I'm doing here. There's a lot of things I do here, you know, podcasting, writing articles, covering games, obviously play-by-play, all this, all of this stuff. I love all of it. Um, I don't really have a love for anything over the other. I just love it equally. So at the next step, I just want to do something that I love to do. I don't really care where it's at. Okay. Um, but the goal right now is to just find something. Just got done with the job interview yesterday. Um, in Portland, Indiana, at the uh, Commercial Review, I'm really hoping for that, um, and I'll know within the next few weeks or so. Okay. Um, so that's uh, that's something that I'm looking for. That's where uh, that's where Max Mosier and Noah Arbuckle are from, and the Mosiers actually um, kind of pulled some strings for me in getting that job interview. So shout thank out you. to the Mosiers. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, I'm just hoping to I'm hoping to get that because I thought that it went well. I actually got to kind of shadow him for a softball game that he was covering and okay. the stuff he was doing and i was like wow yeah i do all this stuff and that would be that would be great and i just i, I loved it i was like this is cool so i think that'd be great but not only that but it's an hour and 15 away from huntington university okay. and so something that means a lot to me is my recruiting class specifically and i'll throw in uh in langston too he didn't come with us the first year um but my my core group of guys joey jarrett Ian Satchel, uh, we're throwing Langston in there. Obviously, Cam Pitzer was a part of that too, and a couple other guys, and uh, Max Mosier, Brent Turner. You know, I, I have been thinking about that a lot. They get an extra year. Ryan Hale too. They all get an extra year, and most of them, if not all of them, are going to use that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this was my last year, so yeah, I was like, man, what am I going to do about that? Because I want to see them go out, at least see a couple games sure. or their, you know, their senior day or postseason, something like that. It would be really hard not to 
be around for that. So mm -hmm. I think that would mean the most too, and that would motivate me to be in the area. Yeah. So, you know, if, if something doesn't work out in Portland, I'm, I'm hoping to find something at least maybe in Fort Wayne, something like that. Sure. And of course I, I want to be close to my girlfriend too. She's from Erie, Pennsylvania. So yeah, five, <laughs> That's hours, a hole. <laughs> five hours away. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. as much as I want to be close with her and the baseball team, I, I need a job. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that that works out. That'd be really nice. And I can see myself working there and, and, uh, and really liking it for a couple of years down the road. So yeah. Okay. So kind of still to be determined, but we yep. got some irons in the fire and mm -hmm. some possibilities. That's exciting. Very good. All right. So uh, you always uh, end your episodes with the either a fun or a funny question that you ask your guests. Sweet. Um, but before we get to that, I want to ask you a question that when I think of it every time, it makes me laugh. Uh, I want to know, do you remember the very first thing you said to me when we met? Uh, I had just picked you and all-conference third baseman Daniel Lichty up oh, no. from Wright Hall to go to a Tin Caps game. And uh, you guys walked out from the lobby. You climbed in my car. I obviously already knew Daniel. He didn't need to introduce himself to me. Mm -hmm. You introduced yourself to me. Uh, you said, hi, I'm Ryan. Do you remember what you said after that? <laughs> no. You don't remember. Oh, no. I will never forget it. I will when you say it, though. Yes, oh, no. yes. So you don't remember? No, I don't. Okay, okay. Uh, you said you climbed in the back seat. You sat right in the middle. You said, hi, I'm Ryan Walker. I'm a pitcher. You've probably heard of me. I throw absolute gas. <laughs> I don't remember and, that. And we all got a good laugh out of that on our way to Fort Wayne to the Tin Caps game. And what a lasting impression that that has left on me. You said, hi, I'm Ryan Walker. I'm a pitcher. You've probably heard of me. I throw absolute gas. <laughs> That's probably when I knew I was throwing 65 miles an hour. <laughs> so, oh, man. So I just I needed to put that on the okay. air to be uh, to oh, be man. documented forever. But uh, on to the actual last question here. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Um, and, again, we're going to move more in the, uh, the sentimental route, the reflective route here. Uh, but what message do you have, Ryan, for the aspiring broadcasters and baseball players who might hear this interview, who are hoping to be recruited, who are hoping to go somewhere and kick off a broadcast career, um, who are, who are going to come after you, potentially even here at HU? What's a message you want to leave with them? Okay, just broadcasters in general or both baseball players and broadcasters separately? Think of this as kind of your your parting words yeah. of wisdom to okay. whichever audience you want to, to okay. hear it. Yeah. Well, for broadcasters here, um, you have a ton of equipment. We've got microphones in here. We're sitting in the recording studio here. You've got so much great equipment at FGN Sports. Uh, there's plenty of plenty of things for you to do to do what you want to do. So if, if you're coming here to Huntington, I suggest that you find some things that you really love to do and do that. There are, there are teams here just begging for, for media coverage, for, for hype, for anything. And I, I took advantage of that, of course, but I mean, uh, just talking to uh, Miranda Gust, who is a senior here too, she went down with us to Montgomery to do the uh, the basketball championships for the postseason. She did such a fantastic job, and she loves doing that. She took videos. It was like 
the day in the life of this and it was just sweet and i'm like yeah. man i wish people could could do this and yeah seriously if you like sports at all or you just really like making videos or anything like that you've got the equipment here and we have some really talented film you know that we have talented yeah. film people talented broadcast people everybody do something with some of the sports teams they would love to have you here and Absolutely. they will sign off credit on an internship and stuff like that do what you love because if you you know w with me working with that i think he wanted me to do more video i'm not great with video and i didn't really want to do that and i was honest with him about it and he said okay do what you love to do then and that's what i've done here and i i love the podcast i love all that you have so many tools to do whatever you want and if you want to be in commentator like carson and i uh, shout out to carson too i said i would shout him out um there's just so much opportunity for you to do your own thing. You know, Coach Strom messaged me on Twitter to cover for them. He said, we love what you do for baseball. Could yeah. you do it for basketball? Yeah. That's amazing. They love that stuff. You Absolutely. know, the Division One guys, they love it, but they get it all the time. You could do that here and kick some butt against some of those D1 people too. Throw that on a resume, and you've got all of this content. If I didn't do any of this with baseball, I just commented on games and stuff. That's it. Well, now I have social media coverage. I've got podcast coverage. I've got play-by-play, -play, color experience, radio, uh, Twitter interviews. At the, you know, I've talked to so many people, writing articles. I did an internship with the Herald Press. I mean, there's so many things that you can do. That was all on my own. Yeah. I did all of that by myself, and Carson does that too. You know, he went out to softball games and he was covering some. You know, here's the score and stuff, and that stuff got some traction. And he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And he did podcasting with me and radio and all this good stuff. We got to go to Montgomery. I got to be close with the players and coaches of both basketball and baseball. Do what you love. I mean, this yeah. this is a perfect opportunity because if you're at a big-time school, you're a part of a project that's already in progress. You know, you're, you're, only, a, you're only one of the people mm -hmm. that's doing a big project. Mm -hmm. You can do all of this on your own. You've got all the equipment in the world to do it, too. So definitely talk with Adam Widener and um, really anybody in the film broadcast department just say hey what can I what can I use what are what are the options do what you love that that's that's the biggest thing of advice that I have because yeah. after Carson and I are gone it's not much after <laughs> so sure we don't really have anybody lined up for that and there's just a huge opportunity here so if you're if you're coming in take advantage of it right away because yeah. as soon as you come in the fall you've got you've got games to cover and stuff like that. Work with some of the coaches. If you email anybody, even some of the new coaches here, hey, can I help cover with you guys? Yep. And Coach yep. Alford and Coach Strom said, yep, hop on the bus. We'll take you to Absolutely. wherever you need to be. It's Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, baseball players that are coming here, there's no better place to be than yeah, here. That's right. You know, there's uh, you know, there's some there's some goods and bads about every school. You know, we're obviously smaller than Taylor and Indiana Wesleyan and whoever else, you know, we're probably the smallest school if, you know, one of the smallest schools in the league and stuff like that. But there's truly no better place to be in that. Obviously it's, it's bias and all that, but when you've got coach Mike frame at the helm, if he has any involvement and if coach Thad is here and coach Abbott and everybody, you're going to develop as a player, as a person, and you're going to have so many great relationships mm -hmm. leaving here that it beats out those teams like Taylor and Indiana Wesley. I mean, just think, we've got a 1,000 
students less than some of these schools out here yeah. we're always at the top yeah you know that's right. and that's right there's sports here that are are just as good as huntington baseball but not on a consistent basis i mean baseball is always at the top of it but that's why when we do the banquets at the end of the year so many players are just crying their eyes out because mm-hmm. they loved it here and i know you're going to love it anywhere else but baseball here is is something else and you're just you're going to you're going to love it here so yeah well, Ryan, I want to personally thank you again um, for, first of all, your investment um, over the last four years, your assistance in uh, countless numbers of ways that we've talked a lot about this afternoon. Uh, I also want to thank you for agreeing to do this. Yeah. This has been, for me, this has been an absolute blast. And uh, I've enjoyed working with you, uh, watching you grow. And just from uh, my personal perspective, I want to tell you, you can be proud of the work you've done here at HU. And, uh, and I'm hopeful to hear more of your work in the future. Thank you. I really appreciate you doing this. And, guys, love you so much. Can't wait to see what you guys are going to do. And, Coach, thank you. Uh, thank you for doing this. Thank you for everything you've given me, too. All right. Thank you for tuning in to Season 2 of The Forrester Baseball Podcast, Behind the Dish. For more episodes, head over to Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This has been Ryan Walker. And, as always, hum Foresters. <laughs>